You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. It's true, Real Presence Radio is everywhere. Not only on the terrestrial stations throughout the Upper Midwest, but also on realpresidentsradio.com and via the smartphone app, which is free in the App Store. Go to realpresidentsradio.com for segments from past episodes of Real Presence Live. I'm Matt Wilkham, along with Peter Martin, and we're broadcasting live from the, I, I want to say church, but we have a we do have a chapel here at the at the DPC, as we call it, the Diocesan Pastoral Center, here in Winona, Minnesota, and uh, we have we, with us in studio. We're blessed to have Marcia Stenzel, who is the superintendent of Catholic Schools for the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, here in southern Minnesota. Welcome to Real Presence Live. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. Well, it's great to have you here. And uh, uh, for those of us who are not familiar with Marcia Stenzel, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, well, I have been in education for 40 years. I have a bachelor's degree in elementary education and a minor in special education from Minnesota State University, Mankato. I have a master's in teaching and learning from St. Mary's University here in Winona. I have an educational specialist degree from Winona State University here in Winona. I've been a teacher, a principal, and now a superintendent of Catholic schools in the Diocese of Winona, Rochester for a total of 39 years. My husband and I have four children. They've all been educated in Catholic schools. Two graduated from Catholic universities with their bachelor's degree, and three have graduated with master's degree in Catholic universities. So, wow. as you have guessed, I'm a true believer in Catholic education. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, it's, you're doing a fantastic job here, especially through this COVID t- time. I mean, just a, I mean, what a time to be a superintendent of a school system. I mean, you've, we've got schools throughout the diocese here, which stretches from the Mississippi River all the way to the South Dakota border, everywhere in between. And boy, I mean, how do you keep all of these together, especially when we're going from a situation this, this past spring where we had to go to pivot to distance learning and, and now back to a reopening, a firm reopening. Uh, tell us, how, how has that been for you personally? Well, it's, it's definitely been a challenge as much as it has been for our administrators and our teachers and staff members and our parents and our students. So I always look back when this whole um, process of the COVID began and how we're going to wager through this as school systems. I remember what Pope Francis said and quoting him was everything has suddenly changed. What we previously took for granted seems to be uncertain. Mm-hmm. The way we relate others at work, and then how we manage our emotions, our study, our recreation, our prayer, and even the possibility of attending Mass. So that's always given me great hope to hear Pope mm. really um, down on our level saying, we're in this together and we can journey together. Perfect. So what is the school year going to look like? Different. Yeah. <laughs> very, very <laughs> different. Um, I, I just like to share that the, there are six dioceses in the state of Minnesota, and five of us have been together um, collaborating. So it'd be the diocese of Crookston and Duluth, New Ulm, um, Rochester, and uh, Winona, Rochester. And we've written the COVID nineteen preparedness plan for our schools. It's a path for students to return to school in the fall of twenty twenty. And they have been approved by each of our bishops. So all five bishops have looked at those, and our diocesan attorneys have also looked at those. Um, So we've presented those guidelines to our administrators. 
Um, we had a Zoom meeting with our administrators alone first to review those plans and answer any of those questions. And then we had Bishop Quinn and myself meet with our priests of our schools and our principals together to review those plans and to answer any of those concerns or questions. So those plans are covered in, in four major objectives, the first being the operational practices. So when you're asking what's going to look different, Everything, everything mm -hmm. from the entrances of our kids coming into our schools mm -hmm. to the communication to the dismissal protocols. We're doing health checks, you know, temperature checks coming in, the mm -hmm. physical distancing. Kids no longer are encouraged to be social in our groups, but to be six foot distance. Mm -hmm. um, you know, signage and communication, attendance practices, transportation is going to be different, and even that preparedness for our temporary closure um, if, if we need to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's going to really be different. So, Marsha, what if someone out there has often thought they are Catholic, but they've been sending their kids to public school, and they're just not happy with the way the public school has acted or is intending to act? What can they do? What, what do you say to them uh, who's, who's thinking, you know, maybe this will be the year that we send our kids to Catholic school? Well, we, we welcome all students. You know, in all facets and faith, but we also want to be very um, instrumental and, and very deliberate to say we, we are Catholic and we teach the Catholic faith. And those are what our morals are based on. But we do welcome students of other faith. Um, you know, and it has happened. We've had school enrollments going up due to um, public school parents saying we're looking for more right now. We need mm -hmm. more. And I think mm -hmm. this is a great time for us for even the evangelization of people to come back to Christ. There's a message here. Mm -hmm. and. And if we can partner with you and, and evangelize with you, that's really what our goal is. is we live the gospel. Yeah. I, I think our Catholic school's ability this past spring to all of a sudden pivot within a matter of days mm -hmm. from in-class instruction to distance learning was impressive, I think, to say the least. Yes. Um, and I think it's a testament to the strength, the resilience of our teachers, our students, our staff, administrators. And everyone just seemed to come together to work together in, in under less than ideal circumstances. I, I'm sure you as superintendent for the Catholic schools in the diocese are, are very proud of how that all went. Oh, I, I truly am. I was really inspired by the actions and the abilities of our administrators and our teachers and even the abilities of our administrators to bring in professional development for that remote learning so our teachers could move forward with that with their students. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, through that shift, I've really seen a, a great um, increase in building community with mm -hmm. one another. Even our administrators, we meet once a week, which we never did that before, but the Zoom has allowed us to do that because before we always felt like we needed to be in person and, and have that socialization piece as we would go through our, you know, our, our monthly um, basically job duties and updates and so forth. And now we've been doing it weekly, and it's just wonderful for me to start the process with our principals, but then I take a step back. And I let them take over and just just collaborate with each other. You know, what are you doing for this? How are you doing this? What does the academic piece look like? How do we cover these standards? Which standards do we not cover this year? Because we know that our students are probably going to come back some six months behind. Sure. Mm. So, so yeah, the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, Catholic schools are going to be opening you know, for yes. in-person learning. Uh, is there an option for those who would still like a Catholic education but might not yet be, feel comfortable coming back in person? Yes, that's a great question. And yes, all of our schools are prepared for that. And we do have, we do have schools where parents aren't feeling comfortable sending their child back into the system, so they're doing remote learning. 
Some of it is sending home packets if they're younger children and then doing a Zoom session. Um, some of our schools have actually hired um, some online teachers to just teach online for those students. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Yeah, I know there's, uh, it's going to be just a, a changing scenario throughout this, the next few weeks. Uh, there's the, I think that's the one constant is change. Up and down these case numbers right. and these, the, the, the death tolls as well. I, um, I'm, I'm personally hoping that we could move beyond some of those body counts so that we can maybe focus on, on getting back to, to normal. Um, because I think this pandemic is going to be around for a while and we need to kind of live to learn with it. Um, and I, I think our bishop, uh, John Quinn, has been courageous in mis- making that decision that, yes, we are going to open. And, but we're going we're gonna to offer the distance learning option, too, for those who aren't comfortable coming back in person but who still want that Catholic education. So yes. It's, yes. A, it's, a, it's a great thing, um, I think, to, to, help, to help us move forward. Um, and you're, we're speaking with Marcia Stenzel this morning on Real Presence Live. I'm Matt Wilkham along with Pete Martin uh, coming to you from the Pastoral Center in Winona, Minnesota, talking about the reopening of the Catholic schools this fall and what that's going to look like. Uh, just a couple minutes left here, Marcia. Um, what, w- what would you say to, to those who might be thinking about taking that, that step you know, to, to enroll their kids in Catholic schools just in general, I mean, pandemic aside, what are what are the advantages of a Catholic school? Well, I, the advantages of a Catholic school is our faith, obviously, and the morals that we teach and, and how we really are, you know, we all believe in our relationships um, and the essential needs that we have. And even at this time, how that separation has affected all of us, but we still are trying to bring our students back and and hopefully, you know, build community through those relationships, even though some of them are very distant. And that's what schools are about. We're really a family. We're a family of faith, and we're there for one another, good and bad. And when crises happen, we reach out to those who are in need, and we continue to communicate with those people. So we welcome you to come into our schools, have that conversation with our principal at this time. You, you need to call. Usually our doors are open for you to come in uh, at this time of, of admissions, but right now we're trying to keep our schools safe and uh, germ-free as much as we possibly can. So mm. make that call and have a conversation and begin the process there. You know, Marsha, you, you told a story to us that I think epitomizes that idea of family and community, that during the, the, um, the pandemic as it started and, and after everyone was in quarantine, uh, there was a certain, obviously, distance between the teachers and the students. And, and, of course, we didn't know how long it would last, but you said that there was one school that the teachers came together and they did a parade through town to each of the students' homes with signs that said, we miss you, we love you. And I thought that is a beautiful witness of what Catholic schools really are. And that I thought, you know, was a great example of the difference between a public school and and a private school or a Catholic school is that here you have a true relationship. They know their students and they love them. They know their families. They belong to one another. And I thought, what a great witness of our faith to that town as well. It is. It is. We've had several of our schools that do that and have signs on their fences. And it's been, it's been just a true blessing to be a part of that. And um, I'm extremely proud of our administrators, staff, members. 
Just have a few seconds left. Marcia Stenzel, superintendent of Catholic schools for the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. If anybody wants a Catholic education for their child but doesn't think they can afford it, is there assistance available? How, Absolutely. How does that work? Yes, there is assistance. And, and each of our schools, are, we're not centralized in that piece, but they have scholarships available for them. And the diocese itself has what we call Seeds of Faith scholarships. So if, if you're interested and feel that you can't afford it, you can. We will make it work for you. So please come and visit with our principals. And they'll work you through that piece. So that's how they would do it, is they would go to their local school and Correct. talk to the principal. Very good. Okay. Correct. Or yeah. they can always contact me. Anyway, yeah, yeah, if, if somebody that. wanted to get a hold of you, how can they do that? Like, well, I'm on the website, or they can do org. or if you go on the website, you'll find my office number there as well, or contact the Pastoral Center, and they'll get, they'll get you in contact with me. All right. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Great. Marcia Stenzel, superintendent for the Catholic schools in the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. Thanks so much for joining us on Real Presence Live. Thank you. God bless each of you. God bless you. Thank you. Well, it's that time, Peter Martin, where we go to our technical director, Eli, for a preview of the next Real Presence Live. Eli. Hey, thanks, Matt. Good show today. A lot of interesting segments. Another good one coming up on Monday, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. That'll be hosted by Heather Carroll and Father Tim Cohen, coming to you from Holy Family Church in Mitchell, South Dakota. They'll start off the show visiting with Bishop Donald DeGroote of the Diocese of Sioux Falls in regards to his decision regarding the Sunday Mass obligation. Then Father Jim Bream of the Diocese of Sioux Falls will tell us how grieving can lead to a new life. Plus, get your questions ready for Straight Talk with a Spiritual Director at 10 o'clock. Call in with your questions for Father Stephen Jones. All this and a whole lot more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Right back to you. Great, Eli. It sounds just like the promo. I mean, you're so smooth. (laughs) It's fantastic. Too kind. Too kind. Thanks, Matt. (laughs) You you must work in radio. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Only on days that end in Y. Okay, yes. very, very good. Yeah, that's the way it goes, yeah. <laughs> well, well, Matt, what do you think? Was it a complete uh, dumpster fire? Did, how'd we do This year? No, the two, <laughs> the two of us, this is the first oh, time no, we posted together. So I said at the beginning this could either be a disaster or something something that uh, will will potentially be done again in the future. I, I think you passed muster. Very good. I, I, absolutely. Excellent. And uh, this is... This is the time when we whip that horse down the final furlong and just, you know, I mean, you're being the first time here, I, I feel like I have to explain these things to yes, you. Yes, no, that's <laughs> fine. I, I, uh, I, I wanted to say the one thing that struck me about today's uh, two hours, I can't believe it was, it's been two hours. Flies but the by. one thing, right, the one thing that struck me was this idea of joy, how all of us are looking for a way to live a life of joy. Mm. And how the church offers that, and how Jesus Christ offered Himself so that we might follow Him, and that that joy would follow from us giving our life, right? So the the grain of wheat that dies is the one that that achieves life, and that's what we're all called to. And it's in that dying that we find joy. It's a surprise, right? That that by giving up ourselves, we find that we're filled. It's a paradox, absolutely. But that's the Christian faith itself is a paradox. It's filled with them. You know, we, we derive that joy from suffering, not just suffering, but offering up that suffering. Because you, you're going to suffer either way. <laughs> you either suffer with Christ or without him. I, I think that's what it comes down to. Speaking of suffering, thanks for being with us. More to life <laughs> next on the Real Presence Radio Network. God bless. Have a great weekend. God bless you.
This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.